afternoon, everybody. Welcome aboard. It is time once again for you all to be heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do it every day right here, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I once again try to guide you through the murky waters and help you to head back to the window. Scott, why is number 73 down there fighting for that interception? What not that a lineman downfield there a little bit, or was he tackle eligible? I believe sometimes you just got to make a play. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. I just uh, see the see number 73 down there in the mix, and it was interesting. So, of course, we are watching the Houston-Auburn game. Um, Brad Crawford in the house. Good to see Brad. What up, brother? Kevin Solano, back to the window. That's right, baby. Uh, we're uh, we're absolutely ready to head there as well. Got bowl games really picking up the pace. Had a little, I guess we called that an NFL game last night. Scott, how did that end up for you? Did that go exactly about the way you thought it would? Uh, did because I had a play on it and I won. So I had the same. I had the first half under nineteen and a half. Pick six. Who cares? Uh, easy winner, never in doubt. Yep, yeah. If you had any kind of any kind of under there, you pretty much cash your ticket, with the exception of the uh, team total over for the Miami Dolphins. I had as my play of the day at twenty uh, by game time. That was pretty much nineteen and a half market wide. So hopefully, people got good numbers there. Could have ended up on twenty. So yeah, not uh, not good. It's a tough spot for. Young Ian Book, as uh, Kevin is, is certainly sharing as well, it was a uh, just a really really rough night for him. Miami, good defense. The Saints, uh, no receivers to speak of. Little Jordan Humphrey was the leading receiver for the Saints. I was surprised they didn't get Kamara more involved. Scott, they just targeted him f- uh, four times, I believe, which for two catches. You surprised that they didn't throw? Well, even the Humphrey one leading the team in receivings misleading because he had a fifty-something yard catch on the final drive. Yeah, yeah, no, I know it was. Uh, that was just a horrible, horrible night by Ian Book all the way around. Uh, who do you guys have your money on in Houston? We both liked Houston here, didn't we? Uh, we had Houston. We liked Houston plus the points. I think we also liked the under, but I didn't bet this. Did no, you? No, I did not bet this either. I've got a little sniff on the next game there with Air Force. Um, I, li- I like that. I like that Cadets team very well. Um, yeah, so it went all right. We hit the uh, we hit both sides of the premium for my players as we had um, we had we had, we, had the, we had the first game and the last game we faded Nevada early that worked out really well and then we uh, had Miami late. So yeah, hard to win when you don't score, Scott. That's a uh, are you guys on the under the Air Force game? We're split on that. The Saints are dead. Uh, maybe we'll have to see if they can get healthy in a hurry. I think they're in a world of trouble. Uh, <laughs> we know why. I we think do. they're screwed because the 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 Eagles own the tiebreaker against them, which definitely hurts. Eagles playing much better football right now, by the way. Of course, now we know why New Orleans tried. To are get... they Eagles playing better than New Orleans? Yes. Yes, they are uh, better than New Orleans. Yeah, it's just a matter of they haven't played anybody. It's like well, it's like looking at Miami's win streak, and people were talking about how this team lost seven in a row and then won seven in a row. Yeah, have you looked at who this team has played for the last two months? They played everybody in front of them, Scott. That's all you can do. I'm just saying. So before people start penciling in the Dolphins for being a serious team, whatever, 
Just look at the schedule. Okay. Just look at the schedule. They haven't played anybody. I understand. I understand. That's the, you only you only can play and win the games that are in front of you. That's all you can do. That is true. Just took Air Force and over. Let's go, says Browns backer. Good to see Browns backer uh, in the house. Um, I mean, I I like the over in that game. So yeah, I, and my only question about the over is how many possessions uh, Air Force is going to allow the other team to have. That's that's kind of their mo. If they you know you you go on those ten minute drives, those nine minute drives, those are killers, man. Those are over killers. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't I don't hate it. I I do like Air Force in that spot. For sure, we definitely agree on that. So, hey, let's talk about uh, man. We got to we got to get to one here specifically, Scott. And we've just kind of we haven't said a word about it. I'm really proud of us, but let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. Let's find out the good news, the bad news, the winners, the whiners, the underdogs that hit in today's edition of what? Call the cops. All right, Scott. Well, we'll fire it up here. If you had, uh, if you had the Jazz, if you faded our bet the farm play, what were you thinking? If you had the Jazz minus seven and a half, shame on you because it's the Spurs. Jazz led by seventeen with four thirty-three left. They led by eight with five seconds left. Spurs got three offensive rebounds. They hit a tip in. With one second left, and actually it ended up being 0.7 on the clock, the Jazz end up winning that one by six. But if you had the Spurs, you covered. Congratulations. If you had the Jazz, call the cops. And looking at the NFL game, if you had the Dolphins' first half team total over 12.5, you had 10 points with five seconds left. Now, it was a pretty long field goal attempt, but the Dolphins were in field goal range, and they made it. Wait a second. They iced the kicker. And you know, when you have the over and the kicker gets iced, he's not making it again. And he missed the second attempt. Dolphins ended the first half with 10 instead of 13. And by the way, if, you, if you're one of those people that say, icing the kicker never works, it never works unless you're on the over and need that kick. That's when it works. Just like Scott alluded to. If you had... Really? Hey! Hey, relax, relax. If you had the Timberwolves team total under 104 and a half, you needed Minnesota to score less than 30 points in the fourth quarter. Well, you know what segment this is on. This Timberwolves scored 34 in the fourth quarter, finished at 108. Wolves under, man, you got to call the cops. For the record, they scored 34 points with zero of the original starters playing in the game. Outstanding. So it's even worse. Outstanding. All right. Well, there was the opposite side, Scott. This is the place you wanted to be. Unless you wanted to be on the other side of the call the cops like we were. That's just That was just sweet, by the way. Hope everybody got to see that one. And, cus- and you cussed us and you cussed us and you hated us. You said, we're never getting another farm until the very last tip in. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. That was brutal. The <laughs> Spurs were just getting their ass kicked that whole game pretty much. Uh, okay. So... The opposite side, if you got to have a whiners, then there must be winners. And these guys were winners because they were sitting where you want to be sitting, in the rocking chair. So, first one in the NFL game, if you had the under 37 between the Dolphins and the Saints, 
13 points in the first half. Game landed 23. The Saints probably could have used eight quarters. They still wouldn't have scored a touchdown. Brutal. Just really never even threatened a touchdown pretty much all night long. Um, If you were one of my premium subscribers and you had Western Michigan minus the seven, you get a little get up in the morning, a little wake and rake as they were playing Nevada. Nevada was missing Carson Strong, about half of their offense. Western Michigan never doubt, led by 21 at halftime. They ended up winning that one by 28. Congratulations, Broncos. You were sitting in the rocking chair. And the last one, if you had the Nets, minus three and a half. I know I like that play against the Clippers. They led by 16 points at the half. They won by 16. James Harden, really, really good. I believe he had 39 points and 15 assists. Don't you roast him on Twitter all the time? I roasted him earlier in the year for struggling, and he was fantastic yesterday. Okay. So I have nothing to roast. Okay. All right, well... We alluded to it in this NFL game, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this here a little bit because I think it's the elephant in the room that must be addressed. Scott, it wasn't a it wasn't a game to be mad. It was definitely a game to be disappointed. Let's find out who it was that disappointed us oh so very much. Yeah, that deserved a double. Absolutely right there. Scott. I'll let you do the honors. So we're giving it to one guy because we kind of have to. It's Ian Book. And we kind of have to because he was so bad. There's really not much more to add. Ian Book had one of the worst professional performances I've ever seen from a quarterback. It was complete nothingness for the entire game. And if you want to go through the numbers... He ended up going 12 for, I ended up having 135 passing yards, but I said before about 50 something came on one play in the final three minutes. So he had about 80 passing yards going into the final drive, zero touchdowns, two picks, QBR of 2.1. Now I know that he was the fourth stringer and I know that his family was in attendance, his parents in particular. I hope for their sake, they got the car started after the pick six. That's all I'm saying. Because that's the only time you should ever play on an NFL field again. Um, you know what? I'm not quite ready to call his career a failure after one surprise start in his rookie season, but it didn't look great. If you if you had an Ian Book rookie of the year ticket, you could pretty much go ahead and tear that up, I think. Uh somebody wanted to know, Scott, what our favorite bowl is. What's your favorite bowl? Uh, do you mean just pick, or do you mean just in general? I I I think they mean today, because my favorite bowl of all time is the, of course, Smoka Bowl. But the the classic Smoka Bowl, <laughs> the classic Smoka Bowl. But by the way, it won't be long until we're having bowl games sponsored by gambling entities cannabis. and cannabis. Yes, that'll be yeah. as soon as can, as soon as cannabis becomes legal uh, nationwide. Um. Although you know they don't let cigarettes and liquor do it, maybe they won't. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm over my skis here. Anyway, what's your? What's, I, think, I think my favorite overall bowl. Yep, is the fiesta. Okay, I always like the fiesta. Okay, it just it's a it's a party, so you know you can't really not like it. But I'm biased because my favorite bowl game of all time, my favorite college football game of all time, was the fiesta bowl. It was Boise State against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I'm biased towards that bowl game. It's usually good. So if I had to pick my favorite one. 
I'd go Fiesta one. I think the Cheez-It Bowl is extremely underrated. <laughs> the Cheez-It Bowl. You know, I'm probably... Uh... There's always something that's weird that goes on in the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 often a, a uh, it's often a pretty good a pretty good bowl game. Brownsbacker says the Budweiser smoke um, Budweiser may uh, smokable. Yep, absolutely. Um, I kind of like the classics. I, I'm always You're a rose bowl, cotton bowl kind of guy. Uh, more of an orange bowl because that always had the big okay. eight tie in, and the you know of course the Big Twelve. And other than the fact it was the bowl game, Missouri got jobbed out of in favor of KU. Uh, is there a big pharma sponsored bowl? I don't think so. No. Having gone through all these bowl games, I don't think there's a, a Merck bowl or a Pfizer bowl. So yeah, maybe they won't do. We it. make up we make up half of what the sponsors do anyway. So it, I don't even know. It's it's a blast. If you, if you guys haven't checked out any of our bowl previews, if you if you don't like listening to us talk about football, you should at least listen to like the first thirty seconds as we make fun of whoever the sponsor is and, and come up with alternative things that they do. So Ian Book, yeah, just to put a just to put a a bow on that. Just not a uh, yeah, Ryan. Ryan, we knew we knew what you meant. We knew we knew you meant what our favorite pick was of the day. We just turned it into a discussion <laughs> on our favorite ball games. But, we're we're kind of dicks uh, that to way. To actually but... go through, yeah, let's see what yeah, we got. To actually here. go through our favorite. Uh I I feel like I have to go with Mississippi State, just because you got the leech revenge angle, which I'm not sure if that's a real thing or not, but that's always an extra piece you could use. I just think Texas Tech stinks. Mm-hmm. They can't stop the pass. Rodgers, of course, we know if there's one thing Mississippi State's good at, it's passing the ball. I think Tech's gonna have a long day. You? Yeah, I'm with you. the uh, the only The only Tech game that you can even point to with any sort of hope at all was that uh, victory over Iowa State when they had a uh, they out. And even in that game, Purdy torched them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purdy put Purdy put up three fifty six in that one. Uh, Oklahoma put up 469 on the, on through the air. So I would think anything, anything related to Mississippi State, their team total over first half play full game. Um, I think that's well, and of course the spread. I, I think it's the biggest mismatch of the day. Obviously that's true, but I think it's I think it, in, at the end of the day, I think it's perhaps the biggest mismatch spread wise. I think that is the game that that has the chance to beat the spread by the most. Even though it's now ten and a half, uh, I grabbed it at nine and a half. So we're Closing, I think air, getting, I think getting closing line value will be very in, yeah. A lot of CLV around. I think mm-hmm. the Air Force game will be entertaining. I like Air Force, but I am curious if Cunningham's going to run wild. So that's why I'm not going all in on Air Force. But I like the service academies. Yeah, they they generally acquit themselves pretty well in bowl games because obviously it's a offense that most teams are not used to seeing, especially if you're in a. If you're from a Power Five conference, you're never seeing um, you're never seeing the triple option unless you play, you know, um, a directional school or something like that. Uh, I don't hate Georgia Tech. I don't hate that. You know, North Carolina State and UCLA is kind of the both teams I have undervalued all season long bowl. So I'm kind of curious to see how that one comes out. I, I this North Carolina State team, I was I was slow to the party, but they've really got some superior numbers. They've got a, another. Another one of these quarterbacks that just gets overlooked because there's so many good quarterbacks in that conference, but uh, I'm a I'm a fan of state there as well, Scott. I know you've been on North Carolina State for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the opening game. Yep, yep. There you go. The Bet Midler West Virginias are <laughs> addicts bowls. Uh, what a loser she is. I don't know it, but did Bet Midler do something wrong today? I don't know. I've... If you have a bowl game in West Virginia, it's got to be sponsored by John Denver. <laughs> just, just saying. 
the John Denver Bowl, uh, West West Virginia, Minnesota tonight. Um, Try to find something else to watch. You know, I this uh, this I like this Minnesota team. They've they had they had a couple of really bad losses. They they had a loss to Illinois and lost to Bowling Green, but for the most part, I think like like is a strong word. They're uh, they're consistent for the most part. Yeah, I mean. They're not going to surprise you. You know what you're getting. They do what they they do what they do. No matter who you plug in, they're going to run the football. They're going to run at you early, often, and probably somewhere around four point seven, four four point eight yards to carry. They're not uh, they're not like home run hitters in the backfield. But hell, they've lost four running backs, Scott. So the fact that yeah. they're still in and they, they ended up finish, finishing eight and four. Um. Yeah, yeah. We we had Bowling Green in that game. We we had them. Of course, we had them plus thirty one. We didn't have them to beat the Gophers. I doubt you could get a money line on that on that game. But uh, was that the most surprising game of the year? We talked about Louisiana Monroe, um, their game where they jumped up and beat. Well, they beat Coastal Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. Of course, that Liberty. was before we knew Liberty wasn't yeah, really that good. The John Denver. Bowl. I think the almost, Minnesota almost, was it's almost shocking, heaven, Kevin. Just because. Bowling Green, what hadn't won a game in like a year and a half? Awful, yeah. So I think that was the biggest shocker of the season, excluding like the UC Davis against Tulsa and like you know the FCS wins and stuff like that. Right. So I feel like that was definitely the biggest shocker between two FBS teams this year, in my opinion. Yep, agreed. Actually, yeah. actually, I don't know because Kansas beating Texas was kind of wild, but I actually liked Kansas plus the points in that game. Yeah, a couple of arguments. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that was a as far I think as far as spread goes, I think that was the biggest upset of the year. Uh, it should have been. Um, took the Gophers on the money line, parlayed them with Air Force. Um, all about that play. I think that's just fine. Uh, I think that game. It's for me. It's conference bias. I think that even though Minnesota was a mediocre Big Ten team, I still think the Big Ten was better than the Big Twelve. So I think that mm-hmm. from a physicality perspective, Minnesota's going to dominate the line of scrimmage. I think that's probably I think that's probably true. So I asked about Clemson tomorrow. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but we did do a uh, we did a preview on that. I think you and I both like Clemson. There. Every bowl game we did a preview for. So far, so far. Well, we're, we're yeah, we got Clemson. We're forty eight days out. Yeah, or forty eight hours out. So we're getting ready to. This afternoon we're going to record all of Thursday's games. So that's kind of that's kind of the schedule we're on because obviously sometimes they get canceled. So you got to see who's yep. playing, got to see who's in, who's out, COVID, and, and if they're even being played. So I think Minnesota has improved a ton since the Bowling Green loss. Absolutely true. Injuries maybe played a part. They beat uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, that was a, that was a fantastic win over Wisconsin. It was a the bad part, Brad, is that that loss to Illinois. I I hated that uh, that Illinois team. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, Crash Landon's showing my face in public after Monday Night Football. He's on the bowl games tonight. Good to see you, Crash. Yeah, I know. Uh, Crash was on the uh, on the Saints pretty good last night. He was he was a book he was a book believer. But uh, yeah, the farm the farm play had me sweating, <laughs> dude. I wasn't at, at one. I really wasn't even sweating. I just thought we were beat. I just thought we were done. And then yeah, at the end they were able to. Uh, <sighs> anyway, so uh, I think. I agree. I think Dabo motivates his guys. Yeah, he's that. He's a run through the wall kind of coach. No question about it. Hey, we got one more thing to get to here. Let's uh, let's do this, shall we? Um, 
we talked about being mad and disappointed, and but there was a there was a game in particular last night where it looked like the odds makers maybe had a little too much to uh, perhaps a little overserved on the adult beverages, Scott, because last night the odds makers they were definitely drunk. So you know this was uh, the Mavericks Trailblazers game. Total was two fourteen and a half. Um, if you're on the over, congratulations. Uh, they put up one twenty five in the first half. That's a that's a good spot to be where you need ninety to win your bet in the second half. And they got well, they got almost one hundred twenty five again. They got one hundred twenty four in the second half. The game landed two forty nine. Odds makers, come on, thirty five points. Fuck it, you're drunk. Portland can't guard anybody. This really isn't anything new. Portland playing bad defense, man. What are the odds? Well, pretty good. Pretty darn Crazy. good. So, there you go. So tonight, Scott, we've uh, we're all excited. We've got um we've got hockey back. We've got college basketball. It's kind of back. Brad says as an Illini fan, please don't pick up my fighting Illini. They beat Penn State. <laughs> that was a good that's a good upset call too cuz you had the 9 overtime game in which you, Illinois was what? Like four touchdown underdogs, maybe 31 point. I don't know. I remember what they were underdogs for, but it was a ton. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, they were. That was a good. That was a good win. Uh, so Scott, we talked a little bit about hockey. We we talked about making one of these our farm play. We're not going to lie, guys. We struggled on the farm today. A lot of times the plays just kind of come right to us. You know, it's, it's always it's always one of our where one of us takes the lead. And today we struggled. We were riding the struggle bus coming up with a farm play. So one of the ones we thought about we start we thought about taking. Uh, Something from the Tampa Bay Montreal game in, in the NHL, but then Vasilevsky is not going to be in goal. So we shied away from Montreal team total under. Uh, I also thought about taking money line parlay on San Jose and Tampa Bay, which pays about paid one one hundred one plus one hundred one. So I, I just didn't, didn't want to lay two ninety with a backup goalie against the backup goalie. I just didn't want to bother. Well, you know that's. That's uh, certainly the argument there. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Ryan Page said uh, they just stopped Auburn. Oh man. Oh nice. Okay, cool. Very good. Uh, Elliot says Miami was a lock against four string quarterback. Um, yeah. Again, we we don't I mean, it, we don't use the L word in, around here. A lock but, in hindsight. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, that's that's the kind of language that we try to stay away from, just because shit happens, but. Having said that, I did have it as my top premium play of the day. I I, I liked it a lot. I, I didn't think New Orleans was going to be able to nope, generate No part it. of me liked New Orleans in that game, Mm-mm. but I'm not going to call anything a lock. So I feel like it was a spot where Tua could have done something stupid, had some fluky things, but I knew Book was going to be terrible because I've watched him most of his career, and I thought he would be awful. So I'm not exactly surprised that when they were talking about bringing Drew Brees out of retirement, Sean Payton didn't exactly like the idea of using Ian Book. Yeah, no, they were they were not excited. I I, got, I don't know. Were the rumors ever confirmed that they tr- that they called Drew Brees? Was that a real thing? I'm not sure, but the fact that that was even brought up means they really didn't like this guy. They were. What did he send him a picture of? What like him on the golf course or what? What did he send a picture back? I forgot. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it was something like him at the beach or him on the. Uh, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've lost my lock bets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, dude. Um, I'll Yeah, 10-star plays. And I'll rate my plays and what I like better. And what I, but yeah, at the, at the end of the day, 
we're in the educated guessing business. That's that's what it is. We're trying to make educated best, mm-hmm. uh, guesses based on incomplete information. So um, I do think there are locks available, but really not for individual games. I feel like the best locks are for me award races. Yes. If you're willing to lay seven dollars on random award races, like right before the actual ceremony, yes. Like you could have found Micah Parsons at like minus seven hundred to win defensive player of the year a couple months ago. Under no circumstance was he losing, you know? Yep. That's the well, the problem with that is you've got injuries. COVID inju- and whatever. You've got injuries. I, I like was say COVID, I like too. I like entertainment and political bets the best. Uh you and I have talked about it briefly when you get when you get some states like in the primaries, how they're going to vote. Some states that have traditionally always voted Democratic or always voted Republican, it ain't changing. You know, just lay the a thousand. It's yeah, free. It's do free it. money. It's free money. Yep, that's exactly right. So, uh, player prop locks. Yes, you're more like I think you're more likely to find a player player prop lock than you are a team or a total lock. I think there's more value in the player prop market. The problem is, uh, it's just a t- it's just t- a time situation where you don't because you're doing so many games. You don't always have time to go through every game individually and do the player props. I'm, I'm uh, always have a special place in my heart for these guys that can come up with five, six, eight player props every night because that means you're doing some serious deep dive research into the player prop market. And you know, I'm impressed that you have the time and the and the organization to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much more to add to that, Kevin. You mentioned Belichick to win Coach of the Year. I have that. Let's just say I felt a lot better about it two weeks ago. Who do you like? So, who do you? Who do you? I'm not exactly thrilled with how the games have played out. Wait, what? Well, I was gonna say if if Belichick has fallen back, who has uh, picked up the pace to to pull even with him? Who is who has come from behind? Well, Kingsbury's Kingsbury's dead, so he was the second guy about a week about a two weeks ago. It's either him or Lafleur, because if Green Bay goes fourteen and three. It's going to be tough not to give it to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I'd say my main nemesis is LaFleur. Can we even talk about Andy Reid? If, if Andy Reid goes goes 13-4 and four with that team? and, and win, I go solely out? based on betting odds. I have not even heard Reid's name being circulated. No, I haven't, I, I haven't either. And, you know, obviously I'm a homer, and I'm a homer when it comes to this pick, but... If that's not if you're not doing if that's not a, a great job of coaching, I don't know what is. Um, I would say if Miami wins out, Scott, I think that's your competition right there. It's a tough call. Flores can maybe get himself back in the race, but they also lost to Jacksonville. So Vrabel, you can make an argument, but when you lose to the Jets and the Texans in the same year, I'm assuming that voters will hold it against you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I no, I get that. I get that. But they, they love a I, I they love like a strong finish, got buddy. A great chance. By what they have, they have they they love a great finish. They have recency bias. I'm just saying, if the Patriots somehow lose to lose to Jacksonville this week, I'm ripping up my ticket. I'll tell you that much. Oof. Yeah, you could you you could pretty much do that. Uh, somebody asking about the Fresno, Fresno State Boise State game tonight. One of the one of the few that's actually still been played. I've been on this Fresno State team a couple times, and, and they've done well for me. They play really good defense. I like I like the way they play. Um, this Boise State team has really been playing better lately. They had kind of a sketchy start. I think they were about five hundred, maybe even a couple games, maybe a game under five hundred there. Um, but they've really. Um, they've done, they've done well lately. They had a nice win over, over Tulsa, uh, even though they didn't get the cover, they did beat a pretty game Santa Clara team. 
and uh, Kakura business as a dog against Washington State. Scott, you like you like Fresno State on the road, a team that's played uh, eh, decent on the road. They kept it close with, with Utah, and uh, they beat the spread against San Francisco. I don't know. Where are you, where are you at on this one? I like the under. I, it's a low total. I don't really care. I think 119 is too high. You're looking at the defenses for these teams. Both these teams are giving up less than 59 points per game. They're also averaging less than 70 points per game. Yep. So if I don't trust either offense, and I really like the defenses, I'll take the under. Don't hate that. Yeah. Uh, Fresno State giving up less than less than 50 their last their last four times out. Uh, what's the What's the number in there? Are we in the Are we in the one third uh, one nineteen? Yeah, I'm still okay. With that. I'm not afraid of that. I'm I'm okay. I'm not either. Nice win for the Cougs, by the way. Well done, well done there. Um, Jimmy G done for the year. Is he? Is that official? Uh, he's. I've not heard news today. With his hand, I don't know if he's officially out for the year, but he's going to be out for probably a couple weeks. They talked about like ligament and a Is broken Lance season, a broken bone. Yeah. Uh, you like smoke, uh, smoking a cigar? It's it's just it's just nicotine, dude. It just keeps me from uh, from smoking cigarettes. That's uh, that's it. That and the uh, nicotine lotions that I would have going in my mouth pretty much all the time. So send me a Cuban. Um, I would smoke a Cuban. I I will smoke a cigar. Scott, you you a cigar smoker? No, not really. Yeah, easy money line. Give me the NBA. Um. Are the dogs are barking the college football game? So far, so good. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, was Houston a dog in the end? I think they were by like what two and a half. I think that's I think that's right. I think that's where that closed. Um, it should be Canna. I'm not. I'm. I'm not anti. I'm not anti Canna. I do even enjoy a good edible on occasion after the day's work is done. That that is my. That would be my vice of choice. I'm not a I'm not a drinker, so yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I'm fine with that. San Francisco 49ers want to see that rookie play. I don't know, man. I don't Scott, is Trey Lance gonna have success or not? Uh no, because I think he's gonna go through classic rookie uh growing pains. We saw him against Arizona. He stunk. I'm not surprised by it because that was his first ever game. But what else are you gonna do? I mean, San Francisco's team is based on running the ball, and you pray your quarterback doesn't do anything stupid. And that's why they lost against Tennessee. Their quarterback did several stupid things. Yep, and then he went out. Then he went out and got his thumb broke. So yeah, he did all yep. kinds of stupid things. Uh, congratulations on quitting Brownsbacker. Brownsbacker quit smoking uh, a few nice. years back, and that's uh, that's very good. I was yeah, I had my last cigarette in uh, about two and a half years ago. Uh, like maybe th- like three three years right now December uh, yeah so right yeah I've ne- I've never touched a cigarette good for you it's there's no value to it there's no you know you can make a you can make a case for liquor for for weed whatever they change your perspective and do certain things chemically but it's, a cigarette doesn't do it doesn't do nothing you know you just yeah it's a ridiculous habit ridiculous habit so I'm glad I quit Brownsbacker congratulations if you guys are trying to quit keep doing it um, okay. So we talked about how many other games you want to talk about. Uh, it's, it's a pretty average at best card. Yeah. Anything else on that? We took some gigantic spreads on the, on the college basketball. Um, I feel like we were just here. Like we did, we did this like a, a week ago where we talked about these 30 point spreads. Um, Texas tech 30 over Alabama state, Gonzaga 34 over North Alabama. 
Baylor 39 over at Northwestern, uh, Northwestern State, uh, down in Louisiana, and uh, Texas 34 over uh, IW, Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word to your mother, Scott. Um, I actually kind of like Word plus the points. They hung in there against Purdue, and I've seen Texas is really not that good offensively. I think Incarnate Word is not a good team, but I do think that spread seems pretty high for a Texas team that really is not guaranteed to reach 70 in any given game. I'm not a good team. Um, I would probably, if I was going to pick any of the ones, I would pick North Alabama plus the 34. I think, Okay. number one, Gonzaga has a tradition of playing with their food in, mid, in mid-30s and above uh, spread games. Um, now, they didn't. They didn't do it last time out against Northern Arizona, but I uh, I think this is a, a better Northern Alabama team than Northern Arizona. They can, right. they can I'm a little bit confused, though, with the word spread, because if they covered that huge number by a handful against Purdue, why is Texas laying this many points? Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't talk about that one. I, I agree with your assessment there. This is. Uh, this is an incarnate word team that has uh, has made a little bit of money for for betters. They're they're kind of a a Brigham kind of team that'll play that'll play for the money, and they've like you said they kept they kept it close with Purdue. I mean, relative relatively speaking, when you say they kept it close, they kept it within twenty. They beat the spread by nineteen points. I guess it would be the other way to look at it. There, um, it's a team that can play that can play uh, shitty basketball on command, though. They've got you know they've got thirty point losses to Rice and Abilene Christian, so they're certainly not against they're not they're not against playing shitty basketball against teams in the state of Texas for sure. Um, so, but you know they did beat the number against Texas Tech. They beat the number against Baylor. So you know they're uh, it's a it's a team that you want to play either one of those games. You're gonna grab you're gonna just grab your ticket and just fucking hate yourself for the whole game. That's that's what's going to happen. And you may or may not be able to pull it off. So Boise Boise under, yep. We like that one away. Um PMC 05 uh 8 years alcohol free, 6 months weed free. Congratulations, man. That's a uh, that's very cool. Um I I I gave up drinking and and it was just kind of inadvertent. I'd really just become bored with it more than anything else. I not against to it. I would, if my you know wife and I like to see a lot of live music and little clubs and stuff. I'll have a couple of Jack Daniels on the rocks and but you know it's been so long since we've done that. I just I haven't drank. I haven't drank in eighteen months. Uh, yeah, so I know you're of that. You're of that drinking age, Scott. You're in that in right in that mid twenties range where you like to go out and have a cocktail with your buddies and do shots and shit. And I was believe me in my mid twenties right there with you. So I mean, my drinking age started when I was about. 17 yeah okay 16 17 right so been going strong ever since very good well see you now when i was 16 we had 18 year old clubs in kansas just over the state line from where i lived so when i was 16 i had a fake id and was going to they were just beer bars you just drink three two beer but you know we thought we were the shit then uh i drank i drink 10 to 15 beers a night do you really dude oh dude come on now Come on now, that's a, that's strong. Uh, Browns backer, in your in your defense, you have to deal with the Browns every week, so I'll give you a pass on that one. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty pretty. I, I deal with the Jets, so I, I've been drinking too. You know, <laughs> sometimes the sports teams are rude for push you to drink. It's the way it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so we've talked. Uh, let's talk a little NBA tonight, Scott. What do you uh, What do you see on the card that you like there? Now we do have a. Uh, 
We do have a play coming a little bit later, perhaps, from tonight's NBA card. But we talked about um, talked about getting involved in that Milwaukee-Orlando game. Orlando missing a couple pretty good pieces there. What else did That's you That's my play of the day. So I like Milwaukee. There you go. When you're missing so many guys like Orlando is, and you're not good anyway, and Milwaukee is actually healthy for about the second time this season – because he got DiVincenzo back. He got Giannis back from protocol. I really just have to look at the fact that Orlando, from a roster talent perspective, just doesn't have it in comparison. They should get smacked in this game. Here's the comment of the day. I'm a Cardinals fan. I just started smoking crack. (laughs) Excellent. That's what Kingsbury does every December. (laughs) I, I, I don't blame you, man. Uh, Browsebacker says he only does it during NFL season. Yep, I, I can see that. Oh man. Um do, 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 do. we talked about the, we talked about that Lakers Houston game. Um as far as as far as the total goes. Scott, you want to tell him about that one? Two terrible two teams playing absolutely dreadful basketball right now. I can't really argue with that. You want to go first on that one? Well, we had originally talked about the total as as far as that goes, right? And we talked about playing playing the under, playing the over, right? Uh yes, we talked about it. But I was worried about this Houston offense that just hadn't been doing much lately and the Lakers and and, and it depends on how much you put into home road splits. Lakers on the road actually play better defense than they play at home by a lot. So, we we talked about playing the total there. As far as getting involved on a side, somebody said it earlier. You know, I trust the Lakers for shit, and I totally agree with that. I don't, really, and I and I don't trust either one of these teams. Houston has been, for the most part, atrocious, and um, of course, uh, they haven't. The good news is they haven't really been hit that hard by COVID, or aren't currently. Bad news is the guys aren't that good to start with. So, yeah, what do you think? Oh, uh, try to find another game. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's my piece of advice for you. I think that's, I think that's all you can do. Uh, there's better place to get to get involved with. Um, all right, got time for got time for one more. Um, anybody anybody looking at anything? Um, what do you got? What are you guys on tonight? Probably being a Lions fan. Oh my God! Yeah, you do need to drink and smoke and gamble. You got it, you got it all in Michigan. You guys can you guys can turn it out right up there. No, they got a team in the college football playoff. That's true. That's true. They got something. Yeah, but you know, if you live in a, if you live in Michigan, there's a good chance you don't root for Michigan. You could root for Michigan State, or you could, you know, then there's you know all kinds of alumni of all the directionals up there. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like in Missouri where or where it's all Mizzou. You know, you don't have Missouri State. That's not a thing. You know, that's yeah. But you forgot Western Michigan won the Quick Lane Bowl. So I mean, right now. Michigan's cruising in sports. James S says, uh, or uh, uh, said, or PM, PMC05 says, uh, Bucks will cover the 16 18 tonight. I don't know that we disagree with that. That's a bad early. It's just really what, how badly the Bucks want to play. That's, that's their whole thing. Uh, no, Ben, we didn't, we didn't talk about the 76ers. The 76ers, uh, squaring off against Toronto north of the border there. Uh, you know, the first thing you got to do there is check and see. If uh, Embiid's questionable, and surprise, Scott, he's not. Um, but you, they are missing some other big pieces. They're missing Green. They're missing. They're missing Bil- uh, Milton. Missing Milton. Do I want to back the Philadelphia team that never covers ever 
or the Toronto team that lost to Cleveland by about 48 points. Well, and just a quick a quick reminder that Ananobi's out, Van Vliet's out, uh, Trent's questionable, and Siakam is questionable as well with, with conditioning. So, And they're also missing some depth pieces there as well. Uh, I got it. I got it. I I got to hold my nose and play the Sixers with Embiid there, but I think six points is a friendly number. I agree. It's a spot where if Toronto covers, I am not going to be totally shocked because Philly is just a team that really is a hard time winning by margin. But you're looking at who Toronto has, especially at the center position. Who's going to come close to stopping Embiid? That's always the, that's always the question you have to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Looks so like so. If you're in DFS, if you like just player props, Embiid might go for forty because I can guarantee you Chris Boucher can't guard him. There's yeah, no chance, no chance. I think I, I don't know what his I don't know what his number is tonight. Probably but you got no Van Vliet, you got no Ananobi, no Scotty Barnes. You're missing so many guys. It's either Philly or pass. Yeah, very good. Um... Do, do, do. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I saw somebody mention before about uh, the same player that Tony's talking about, which is uh, Omer Yurt Seven as the backup center, I think, for Miami for some player props for him. I liked him at Georgetown. I thought he was pretty good. I didn't think he'd be insanely talented. I know he was very good in the summer league, though. Yurt Seven, my favorite Brad Pitt movie. By the way, what's in the box? What's, what's in the box? Yeah. What's that's what the, I thought. The box. All right, let's do it, man. Let's uh, let's get to it. We've got a uh, we've got a fantastic winning streak of uh, one in the row going here. So let's all step over here beside the barn, guys. Uh, put on your put on your straw hats. Put on your Carhartt jackets. A little chilly out there. Make sure you got your overalls on. Maybe time almost for uh, for, for the uh, for the for the long handles. Get your get your long johns. Get ready, guys. Put on that straw hat. Let's climb onto the John Deere and uh, let's do it, kids. Let's. Uh, let's bet the farm, shall we? Uh, Scott, I, I think I alluded to it briefly, but uh, just for the record, how did we do yesterday? We had the Spurs plus the points, and they lost, but they covered the spread. Yeehaw! Oh, you're getting closer. So much closer. All right, my friend. Well, we do have a uh, a bet the farm play uh, cooked up just for you all tonight, and much, much, much thought went into this as we uh, discarded many plays, but we have landed on one that we like the best, and it's going to be your Minnesota Timberwolves team total under one hundred four and a half. That's available at minus one fifteen at Bet MGM. Bet MGM. These teams met twice last season, uh, or it was in 2021 or in, the, in the spring. T-Wolves scored 101 and 99 points. And as we talk about so often, right about now, Minnesota, they are down four starters. Edwards, Russell, Vanderbilt, and Carl Anthony Towns are all oot. And Patrick Beverly is questionable with uh, conditioning issues I kind of want Beverly to play, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, I'm I'm totally I'm totally with you right there. Uh, of course, Minnesota is on the second night of a back-to-back. Never a good spot when you're looking at an over. And lastly, the Knicks have allowed less than 92 points in two of their last three games. 
perhaps figuring out how to play a little bit of defense once again to look something like they did last year. We shall see, but I do like that defense in this one. Give us the Minnesota Timberwolves team total under 104.5, and, and that is going to do it for our Bet the Farm play, and that is going to do it for our show today. Once again, as always, guys, thanks very much for stopping by and spending some time with us here. As we all do our thing, we all do our best to once again head back to the window. You guys have a great day. Don't forget to check out some of our bowl plays here coming up, and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.